You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric. What's going on, Birdo here? I'm Birdo. Our our first episode being recorded in 2024. What do you got for us today? Yeah, yeah, 2024. Man, holy shit. That makes us old. Um, We were already old, man. <laughs> yeah, but man, 2024. Yeah, so, um, no, I think, um, I think, uh, you know, starting off, starting a new year off, right? Um, I don't know. I guess I, I did my own little reflection. You know, I was uh, I was actually in my hometown recently, you know, just to visit family. And, you know, I rarely go back. And when I do, you know, it's 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 pretty short, you know. And, and so this time I was able to, like, see my family and, and just, uh, you know, just kind of be around people that I haven't been around in a long time. You know, just being back in the city though, obviously it, it it's uh you know it's it's different, you know, for me, obviously, you know, for my own reasons, you know, I'm I'm never disrespectful to the street. I understand how the street works and so, you know, I do my best. I avoid bullshit. You know, I think when you're when your mentality is bullshit, that's that's pretty much what you're gonna get into. And so you know, I'm always on some positive mentality, you know, as far as being with my family and doing doing what uh, I feel is right. And so I think being back there, man, there was a little bit of a, you know, it was a little bit of a time to soak that in. It's been so long since I lived in those streets, you know what I'm saying? And so being there and, and kind of like going by old places and seeing, you know, seeing what's changed and, and what's the same. You know, it, it was it was kind of uh, it was surreal, man. It really was. I feel like it. I feel like the place looks smaller to me. You know, that's how you know, like you've you you grew up somewhere and then you went away and came back. Like it looks small. You know, mm-hmm. like everything was like really really confined. Yeah, man. But it was it was it was crazy. It was crazy to think about. You know, coming from that and and um and getting out of that and obviously putting my life on a, on a better path. And, you know, when I was there, man, you know, listen, I love, I love Milwaukee and it's always going to be a part of, you know, it's always going to be a part of me. You know, it's, it, it, it'll never be, you know, where I live, but it'll always be my home. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. um, but I got to call a spade a spade, man. Milwaukee is just, it's a gloomy place, man, at times. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And and not not for everybody. I'm just saying for people who who know what the struggle is there. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that shit's like a hard, really, really hard thing to break through there. You know what I'm saying? Like you can really see, you know, you can see poverty, you can see the struggle, man. And you know, like, damn, like I would have been a part of that, you know, and and who knows, do you know, not it's hard to make it out of there. You know, don't get me wrong, like you can. I know, I know people that are succeeding, people that are successful from Milwaukee and and that's why I said, like, it's not all gloom and doom. And and I think that's 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 the the prevailing thought is like I, at first in my mind, I'm like, damn, man, like Milwaukee is full of poverty. It's full of people that are struggling, you know, but then, um, you know, you see people who are striving despite that, you know, and, and maybe not, you know, not my rich or, you know, wealthy or nothing like that, but making it, man. And and and. And it makes you think like, damn, man, it just takes a little bit of want to, you know, it's got, you got to have that, you got to have that get up and go every day and, and, you know, be able to deal with the monotony of, of life, man. And that's a hard thing to do for, for a lot of people, you know, I was, I was the same way, bro. Like I think about how easy it is. It's the easy way out to, um, it sounds crazy, but it's easy way out to not work and do all that other shit it's like people are content with struggling but you know um that's actually the easy way out you know it's hard to it's hard to do what what working people do and i think it's it's crazy man i feel like um you know being in milwaukee is something that you know it changed it (laughs) 
it, it changed me in the sense that it makes you, it makes me want to like be able to help in a different way, you know, because I'll be honest, Eric, like I didn't see a huge gang present there. You know, like I didn't I didn't feel like that that atmosphere was there anymore. You know, I, I, I didn't. I didn't get that. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, obviously I wasn't like in like known neighborhoods and hanging out on street corners and shit like that, you know. Um, and so I could be way off. But I just feel like the atmosphere and the vibe there was different. Now, now does that mean that there's not criminal activity? Of course not. Like, but I just think it's it might be it might be evolving into a different kind. And um, so it it made me think like, damn man, like yeah, like obviously I, I'm always gonna preach that to to avoid the gangs and be away from that. But also, man, it made me think like, damn man, people that really need help are the ones that are you know, that are dealing with poverty, man. It made me think like, damn, man, like how do you help people when you don't have it? Yeah. But like I was saying, man, I think, I think, you know, it just made me realize like, man, there's a lot of people that are struggling with poverty, man. If there was, if there was other ways to help, you know what I'm saying? And and help reach back. Like, I think that's, that's another thing that, that, uh, you know, this, this show could be a conduit for, you know, if there was people who had outreach programs and shit like that that's available you know what i mean that we could share you know you know through the program because i just i i mean I, I look i think like yeah don't get me wrong like violence and the criminal aspect is still prevalent man and obviously i'm always going to preach against that shit you know um <clears throat> but i like i said man i think it just evolved into something that i'm not even familiar with bro to be honest mm-hmm. with like i i don't even i don't even recognize it you know what i'm saying like it's a different it's out of my league and I'm glad, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad yeah. that, that it's not something that I'm familiar with, you know? And, uh, but it's, it's something that I, I couldn't even touch if I wanted to, man, the, the type of the, just the type of, uh, of criminal is different these days, you know, and the type of things that are done these days, it's like, I mean, you want to talk about lawless, like, you know, just the way people drive is, completely different you know just no regard for anybody's like well-being nothing man and so i think that element of structure and 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 uh organized type gang atmosphere i think if it's not gone already it's definitely diluted and i think what's there now is a little bit different man and i could be mistaken but like i said man i just i didn't get that vibe man but what i did see driving around like i said i seen poverty i seen poverty like i never seen before in milwaukee just more blatant, you know, and and not just a homeless crowd, but just, just people, you know, people struggling, man. Like, you know, yeah, you got crazy bills and, and inflation and all that shit adding up. But yeah, it's like, damn, man, like what, what can be done to reach back? And it's like, I don't have the resources myself to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously if, if I had that, that would be a luxury, but it's like, what do you do in those situations? How do you help people when you're just trying to help yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I imagine you've had people that you're around. Like, what would you, what do you do in that situation, right? Like, you know, you got a community of people that you feel like, damn, man, like, how do you help bring up a whole community when you're just managing bills yourself? You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Yeah, and I'm curious as to, did you think about it at all along the perspective of, is the poverty what what you were used to seeing, but back the last time you were in Milwaukee for an extended period of time, it was just that that was so normal to you to see it that, you know, maybe it's not any worse, but, but it's just that you're not used to seeing it anymore. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I think, I think growing up there in poverty. Yeah. Obviously you're oblivious to it, right? Like Mm you're, you're, you're growing up in it. Um, but even as like a, as like a teenager and then obviously, you know, I was an adult for a very short period of time, but I was an adult at one point on the street before I got indicted. And like, you, you know, what, you know, what you grew up in was really poor. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're oblivious to that at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. now you're like, damn, yeah. Like I grew up struggling, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, 
you don't want that. Like I didn't want, obviously I didn't want that for, for my life at that time. I can, I can remember back, but, but you can't see past a certain, there's a ceiling, you know, like it, I had this conversation with, with a friend the other day and I was just telling him like how people, you know, like how drug money, it has a ceiling, like it can't leave the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, obviously there's some instances where, you know, you got multimillionaire drug dealers, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, we've talked about those guys, you know, but that's the, that's, that's the exception, not the rule. You know, the majority of the drug dealers, you know what I'm saying? Especially the ones I knew, you know what I mean? Like you can't get past a certain part before you're in jail, you know what I'm saying? On a PO hold or whatever this shit is, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a ceiling. And so my point is that the mentality I had when I was a kid is there was a ceiling to the amount of money I could really have. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, one day I could work a nine to five like that in my mind. That's, that was the ceiling, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I just think like, that's the, the mindset that you're raised with a little bit, you know, like you understand what poor is and then the even poor, more poor mindset is to be like, okay, as long as I'm not that I'm okay. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that's, that's really how poverty is, is passed from, generation to generation is because we're not taught how to deal with money. We're not taught how to, you know, be savvy in, in any of that. You know, like I knew my dad was a hustler, but to what end? You know, like we were evicted from every house we ever lived in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, yeah, you can see what it takes to hustle, but are you really a hustler? You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's consistent. It's every day. It's all day. Like, yeah, man. So I just, I, I wonder like, how much of it is that mindset, right? Like how much of it is really just having the willpower to think differently, you know, in those situations, you know? Yeah. And and based on just the way you describe it, I feel like you're now, you're either at that ceiling or you've already surpassed that ceiling and you're looking back. You know what I mean? So when you go back home, when you go back home, the type of poverty that you were probably living in seems so much worse now, now that you're past that point than it did when you were a kid, because you were, when you were a kid, our, our nature is to make everything, you know, make like our situation, not as bad as, you know, it could be. So you're always looking back at the people that have it worse than you and saying, well, at least I'm not back there. And right. But now you're past maybe the majority of people that live in this area in Milwaukee and you're looking and you're like, oh my God, these people, I mean, they have nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so. no, that's a true, that's a hundred percent true. And, and, um, yeah, I think your, your tolerance level, right. It changes as you get older. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's similar to, it's similar to how I felt like about driving, you know, even through the South side, you know, like damn, man, like your tolerance for what you were, you were doing at one point is like, you, you, to me, I was like, damn, man, like, how was I, you know, why was I living like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, uh, you're so far removed from it, man. It's really hard to, to like, to, to almost understand myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. At times it's like, man, what the hell was I thinking right there or right Mm -hmm. there, you know, or right there or right there. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm driving around and I'm like, what the, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's so many different areas of the South side that I have like things that happen over here and over there. And, you know, even like, even like just meeting, you know, like I don't talk to a lot of people from my past. It's not that I have issues with anybody. It's just, you know, I feel like some people probably feel like they're better off without me in their life. And I feel the same way, you know? And so, um, but with that being said, every now and then it's nice to reach back, man. And just, and just tap in with, you know, people that are doing better for themselves, man, people that have changed mentally and understand the poison that, that we were really involved in and, and, uh, and respect it, but at the same time grow, grew away from it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and grew away from that mindset. And so, um, you know, while I was there, like being able to just, to just talk to, you know, like different people, um, that I've known for years, I think, um, you know, it's, it, it's almost like a, a little bit of a validation, man. Like, you know what, like you, you really did grow up. You did really did. You really grew through that, you know, because, Mm -hmm. because they did the same thing, 
you know what I'm saying? And just, just hearing like different stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's one thing that this, this podcast put me in tune with, um, not just within myself, um, but within other people, just hearing different stories, man, hearing their story, hearing their struggle, hearing their, it, it, it humbles you, man. You know, because I think like, especially with me growing up, man, I thought I was the hottest shit. You know what I mean? Like I was the most down. I was whatever, you know what I mean? Like just to, this, this, you know, delusional. And so I think that now that you can hear other people's story, that humbles you even more. Like, like, yeah, you've seen some shit, but have you really seen some shit? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause there's some people that I talk to every day and, and I get, you know, portions of their story and, and you, you hear about these different things and you're like, damn, man, it's just a whole different world that you're not exposed to, or maybe it's the same world that you were exposed to, but a different level a different, a different time, you know, like I have friends like that, you know, that talk about just their experience, how it was different from their generation to mine or, or from their generation towards the end of the old generation into theirs and then into my, you know what I mean? Like just different shit like that, man. Or, or, um, you know, I talked to, obviously I talked about my friend, man, who was, a who was a UFC fighter, man, you know, and, um, you know, just even having a conversation with him, you know, and understanding where he came from and and how he transitioned out of what we were involved in and turned it into something so positive. Um, but to get the story behind it, you know, mm-hmm. and I can't share it. I can't share it, you know, because that's his story. Um, you know, hopefully maybe one day I'll get him on here. But but I can't I can just say, like, to understand that about different people, you know, to understand what it took for for one of my good friends to give up the lifestyle um, when he did, you know, what, what was his breaking point? And so I think, you know, with that being said, man, like, I think that's kind of where I'm at, like with this show and just where I'm the direction of how I feel um, is just, is just really trying to get other people to bring their story, man, because everybody has one, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's unique, you know, people can learn from that shit. Everybody can learn from different experiences you know, and um, so it's my goal, man, to start bringing on interesting people, people that, you know, some people are going to be ones that were in the lifestyle and some people might not. Some people might be straight as an arrow. They always been or, you know, they chose a different path. Like I can give a I can definitely give a a little bit of a teaser on on one of my guys that I want to to get on here. And he, he was in the army, you know, so I think you'll have a lot of questions, Eric. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's got some crazy stories. So I think I think that's that's really the direction I want to focus on, man. At least, especially until, um, <laughs> until it's crazy to say, until my brother gets home and you know, Toop gets home, and uh, you know, they can lock, unlock, you know, a couple years of their stories. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I know a lot of their stories too, but it's just it's not right. You know, it's not right for me to. They're not my stories to tell. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I think I did it a couple times, and and I kind of didn't feel like. I felt like it was it would have been better coming from them, you know, even though I knew about a lot of the shit and I'm in tune with all the shit still. It's just different, you know, um, mm-hmm. somebody's right. But but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that, Eric? I I like that that idea. And, and I think that um, looking into the I think it would be very interesting to turn it and explore some of this getting away maybe a little bit from the gang type stuff and just, just looking at people's lives that maybe, maybe they were never involved in a gang or anything, but they just grew up around it and, and just hearing their stories, because I think it would be very fascinating. Like on this podcast, we've heard over and over again, what the perspective of, of all of this going on was from a gang member's eyes. But what I think would be really interesting to hear is somebody that had to grow up and was not a part of the gang, what they see from all the experiences they had with it, just being around it, you know, mm. and just to right. hear like, how did they keep themselves away from it? You know, like, cause I would imagine at some point in time in, in somebody's story like that history, they came to the point where they had to decide, is this uh, in, a way I want to go towards and what kept them from going in that direction. 
Right. Right. You know. Yeah, no, that's true. And um, you know, I think I think especially like like I said, man, um the the advantage I had, you know, being in prison for as long as I was, you know, I've met I've met um I met some good people, man. You know, and I've done time with with people who you gotta remember I spent sometimes more years with these these guys in prison than I've spent with anybody I've known on the street. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and you, you live with these people every day and you get to know them and you know, so the advantage of that is I know people that are all over the country, man. You know, and different different kind of stories, different areas, you know, people from Texas, people from California, you know, people from Illinois, all over the place, man, that just have unique stories and unique experiences. And um, you know, I just think it's I think it's fair to share the platform. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's fair to to get that message out across the board that, you know, it isn't just it isn't just me that that sees the light at some point. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that go through different shit and and uh, you know and and at different points, you know, at different ages. You know, you got people, you know, um, that they figure out really early on that this shit ain't for them. You know, but there's a lot of people that don't figure that out until it's really, really late in life, you know, or they have a really, really long prison sentence to do. And so, and I, I think that's a really good way to look at it because also I think we might have a listener here, like you mentioned Texas that's in Texas and is listening to this podcast and thinking, well, that doesn't exist here in Texas. And in the reality of it is this gangs like this exist everywhere. Mm. And so to be able to hear those stories from other places so people can verify that okay this just isn't happening in milwaukee this is happening everywhere that i think that's a powerful message to send to everybody out there yeah yeah and and uh i I, the biggest message is the redemption part you know because Mm -hmm. like i don't talk to knuckleheads in my life man i just don't i don't have time for it you know i don't talk to people that are you know, living on that side of the law, I, I don't, I respect, you know, I respect people's choices. That's what they want to do. I just don't, me personally, I won't, I won't um, be involved with people that are, are, you know, any type of shady dealings, anything like that. And so, you know, the people that I talk to, the interesting stories, the interesting uh, men that I know, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're on a better path, you know what I'm saying? They're setting a good example and um, they're staying true to, to, you know, what they told themselves that was going to do, because that's really what it is. A lot of people, you know, they tell themselves in prison, man, when I get out, this is, a, this is it. This is the, this is the, the real deal. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. And then they get out and uh, not so much, you know, we talked about recidivism rates and all that shit. So, you know, that shit's real. Um, and so I think, yeah, man, I think like the guys I talked to, man, they have that, they have that very real, um, honest conversation with themselves probably every day, man. Like, like, like most of us do, you know, this shit is not, like I said, man, this shit is not for the weak of heart, man, to be able to, to go 360 from, you know, never collecting a paycheck. You was always in the street. That's all you ever knew to straight and narrow, making sure your taxes in there on time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a different, it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of life, man. And so I always tip my cap to those dudes, man. And and I always, uh, you know, I always encourage other people out there too that listen to the to podcast. I have people that message me, you know what I'm saying? Like on, on my social media and, and um, you know, guys that have their own unique stories. And, and uh, you know, I'd be willing to set something up with those guys too, man. Just, you know, always email your inquiry in and, and kind of give me your, 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 a little bit of your backstory and, you know, what you'd be interested in bringing to the show and, and we can go from there, you know. Um, this platform designed in, in the beginning, man, yeah, it was to share a story and, and, and it was to bring awareness, but at the same time, man, it was to, it was to also bring a voice, you know, because I know there's people that are been through that shit that were fed up too, you know, that just didn't know how to share it, didn't know where to share it, didn't know what to say, didn't know how to say it, you know what I mean? And so I might not have brought the message the right way, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not professing to be this, this perfect, you know, um, liaison. I mean, no, it's not. It's not that. It's just I just brought it the way I knew how to. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, the people out there, you got your own story. 
you know, let's hear it. Yeah, totally. And, and if you, if you're one of those people out there that does have a story, but you're sitting there thinking that, that, well, my story isn't nearly as exciting or, or as robust as what Birdo's story is. So it doesn't work. I could never tell that story. Well, you're probably wrong because I am one for anybody out there that I can't tell, I don't have a lot of background with the gang world and the gang life and things like that. And I think anybody's story out there that has history with that for me is very fascinating because it's exposing me to something that I have no experience with myself. And yeah, yeah, so I we're think, pretty we're pretty normal, right? I mean, Eric hung out with us a little bit when I was in Milwaukee. He 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 mm-hmm. did he did me he did me a kind one and came and hung out with me for a minute. We're pretty normal guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's and I think that's what I, an important part of this podcast is is to humanize the fact that that you're not I think there are probably a large amount of people out there that believe that anybody that gets involved in with a gang is a monster. And hopefully through whatever nine, how many episodes we've done of this podcast, people have seen that you're not a monster, but I think reiterating that, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing this that are just like you that just made a stupid mistake when you were a kid. And now, you know, you're a good person and you know, and I think, yeah, the residual deciding- effects, man, the, the residual effects, they, they linger. You know what I mean? Um, I, I do, I do believe that, um, and this is, this is how I know, like, you know, like genuinely in my heart, man, like I, I am remorseful as far as like, I remember, you know, I, you like driving around, man, and you see certain areas and you see like, and you remember like where things happened, you know, this happened here, this happened there, you know, I drove, you know, driving past like where black cat died and, you know, just mentally you're like, you know, even going to cemeteries, man, like going to cemeteries and seeing people that you knew and you loved and. And you love and you care about like you know the bigger picture is it becomes so clear man you know what i'm saying like it's like it's like uh you know you start you start realizing like man when you you older you closer to the end than you are the beginning you know and uh you know so it's like i just think about all the unnecessary shit that you put yourself through and mm-hmm. at some point you know, you grow past that and you just hope that other people can see, all right, he grew past that, man. Cause it's hard, man. I know it's hard for people to give the benefit of the doubt, man. There's so many, there's so many times that, you know, family members and, and, you know, they're scarred from, from relatives telling them this is it, you know, I ain't going back or, you know, I'm done with the bullshit or, you know, in some people's cases, they're done doing drugs or whatever the case is. And they go back, you know what I mean? And they, and they disappoint these people that love them. And so there's always going to be skepticism, man. There's always going to be that one person that wants to say, I told you so, and all that other shit. But, um, you know, yeah, man, I do. I, I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, for the people that are really trying for the, for the people that, uh, you know, they've been through that shit and they, and they, they learned from it. And, you know, it was, it was honestly something that was really beside their character. You know, that doesn't mean that people aren't, I don't know, man. I just think about that. Like everybody's capable of, of hurting somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in a situation, you got to defend yourself. You're going to do it. You know, it's just some people do it in the wrong way. They think that they're, they're doing it in the right way and they're not. So I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right. People deserve that, that shot to take a look at it, man. But, um, definitely, yeah. definitely a surreal feeling, man. When you, when, when I was back there and like seeing that shit and like just seeing the South side, you know, my demons are there, man. You know, that's just that's just calling it what it is, man. My demons are there. And, and I think that's another reason why, you know, it's just best for me to not to be there, man. Like, that's not Milwaukee doesn't welcome me. You know what I'm saying? The way I would like it to, you know, but uh, but I think that's for a lot of people there, man. Like people got to be willing to get up and get the hell up out of there because the mm-hmm. truth, the same truth that I hold that my demons are there. So are all in people's, you know, what I mean, and, and um, you know, people that feel they can't get out of their own their own way, their own rut. Yeah, maybe it's time to start over new somewhere else. So did did you have any... Well, first of all, you said that what had changed and what was the same from Milwaukee. And I'm curious, have you had... Um, did you Do you think that, that 
from what you remember to what you saw that on your trip this time, has it, is it a better thing or is it, is it, do you feel like, no, actually it seemed like it was worse than it was. And I'm saying like, obviously you kind of said the gang element wasn't, didn't yeah. seem to really be there. No, yeah, it was way but worse over, in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I felt like it was way worse, man. I just felt like the, uh, the overall, the overall atmosphere, man, was way worse, bro. Like I, in my mind, like I just felt like the, I felt like there was, there, it was poverty there. And I felt like that was probably why there was so much violence. Cause it's everybody trying to take from everybody else. And, you know, I just felt like it was, it wasn't, um, you know, it didn't now, and that's just certain areas in Milwaukee though. Are there, are there, were there areas that didn't seem like that? Yeah. But that's not the areas where I grew up in. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, the areas where I grew up in, I, I see, like, I feel like it got worse, you know, and I feel like it's just, it, it's getting worse, you know? And that's why I said, like, that's a community of people. Like you want to, damn, how could you help a whole community, a whole, you know, the whole South side is in need of, of, um, a facelift. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, like actual differences too, you know, there's certain things that never change. Leon's is still there, man. Crazy to see that. Um, <laughs> Was that know? a bar or? No, Leon's is the ice cream place. That's a classic place. Uh, on, on 27th in Oklahoma. It's like a really, really big, classic place you don't know about leon's what the hell no how would i know about leon's man you don't i'm saying so how often have you went to milwaukee in your life Uh, enough but but never for ice cream (laughs) well i'm saying like milwaukee was like you don't have no family in milwaukee so there's no reason for you like visit milwaukee or nothing like that no not 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 really if i ever went down to milwaukee it was for some other purpose you know Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yes, you ain't, you ain't, yeah. So you don't really know, you don't really know that. Yeah. So Leon's is like super, um, famous on the South side, man. There's a few things about the South side that like I love unconditionally and I always miss and I can name them and not, not in any specific order, but like Leon's is definitely on there. But then you got like just El Rey's tamales in general. Like you have to, you have to stop and get El Rey's tamales and yeah, it's just, it's a it's a must. Um, okay. Then the taco trucks, the taco trucks. Like you got to stop at the taco trucks. They don't have taco trucks like that out here. You know, you have to stop. Like that has it has a certain taste, man. Like Milwaukee, I promise you, bro. Milwaukee's taco trucks has a certain taste that you're not going to find anywhere. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm a I'm a hood booger from Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was. But I don't know. It's something about that. So those three are a must. And then cops. You never ate at cops. I know I I know I've seen cops. Shame that, on you. Is is that the uh is that like a custard place? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I yes. know exactly where it is and, and okay. I, but I yeah, I've heard of it and but, but yeah. I've never gone to it. It'll change your life, man. Yeah, it'll change <laughs> it. So that's another place, man. And um yeah, it's just those are certain things I miss about Milwaukee that I can never get, you know, I can never you can't duplicate that. Like most places you can, ah, the malls and all that shit. Yeah. All that, whatever. But little things like that, you can't, you can't duplicate that, man. And it sucks. <laughs> but you have to go in your new place. Your new place has those special places too. And you just have to find those new special places. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, that's another thing I noticed about myself too. And, and, and people might call me crazy for this one. But I feel like that's how I know like Milwaukee was like my atmosphere. Like that's, this is how I knew like Milwaukee was my atmosphere. Like, like when I got to Milwaukee, like I never had to use an allergy tablet one day, you know, Mm. out here, if I don't have an allergy tablet for a day, I'm dying. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's World War Three for real. Like my nose is running, my everything is wrong if I don't take allergy tablet. But in Milwaukee, no need. That's just my natural environment. Just drop me right back in there and I was okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, out here, listen, I got to wear sunscreen 24 seven, you know, like if I forget to do that, you know, I'll look like a leather handbag at some point in my life. So I can't, (laughs) I can't do it in Milwaukee. Don't worry about it. Sun's not out. You know what I'm saying? Like I was over there in December. You know what I mean? You got to worry about wearing a freaking coat for four months out of the year, or you're just going to die of freezing. So well, what I'm saying is it was, it just fits me. You know, yeah. I don't have to worry about sunscreen every damn day over there. You miss a day, you're all right in Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just little shit. You know, like, it, it, it's crazy, man. Like, that's really, I think that's how, you think that's how, like, if you grew up in an environment, 
like that's probably true, right? Like you adapt to those, um, I guess like the, the type of, yeah, like the pollen and all that shit. I would imagine at some point in time, you'll get used to whatever's giving you the sniffles and it may, may never go away, but it's, uh, it'll get better. I'll also tell you too, though, that allergies become much bigger pain as you get older. So like I've never had allergies and now I have just got awful allergies. Mm. So, mm. so you, you, you might, you might just have hit that point, Berto, where yet another reminder, <laughs> where, where, yet where it's another just going to be a slow reminder. downhill slide for you. <laughs> it's just a small demise of each part of my, my yeah. existence. Just every day I'm losing another part of myself. That's nice. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's happens so when you get old, man. Look Man, forward to I'm it. I'm not even, all right, I'm, I'm like middle, middle age. It's middle age, right? Right. Yeah. But you're older than you were when you were 20. <laughs> so it's it's just a Fuck. slow downhill slide. Tell me about it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But listen, all in all, man, I enjoyed myself. You know, all in all, obviously, being with family and, and uh, you know, that's what that's what everything's about, right? Like that's at the end of the day, that's all you got. So being with family, being with friends, man, that's, that's kind of, that's what you work for. I guess that was fun. I really, I had a good time. And like I said, I had a little bit of my own, um, reflection, inflection point, you know, uh, just about Milwaukee and just about that kind of, you know, that life and, and really what's there, man. And, and, uh, I think, you know, if I can, you know, uh, I guess I can, I can say this, I think one of the biggest things that uh, shifted the way I felt um, internally, you know, just about certain elements as far as like how I feel about people over there was um, was seeing my kids, man. Also, you and, got to see uh, your kids. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, that shit changes you, man. Like... Uh, you know, my kids, man, they, they've been through it, man. And, and uh, obviously I, I, you know, I can't say I failed as a, as a parent because I never had a chance to be one, but I can say the choices I made took me away from them. And so I'm guilty of that, but man, it feels good. You know, it feels good to be able to have that, that, uh, that love, man. It's a different kind of love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have kids? If I can ask no. you that? No, no kids. Okay. So yeah, so you know, not knowing what that is when you're such a young kid yourself is one thing, but when you're older and you understand what that is and you really you value it, obviously as you grow older, um as I grew older, I value it differently and so yeah, just being able to have that man. And I got grown ass kids, you know. I'm they're not really kids, they're grown ass men. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, so I I just, you know, I think that's cool to share. You know, I think that you know, you harden yourself sometimes, Eric, when, when you're in prison, man, you do it as a defense, you know, for, for many, many things. And, you know, one of them is, you know, the closest thing, the closest, the closest people to your heart are the ones that can hurt you the most. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's just the reality. And so, um, I feel like, you know, during, during a bid, like sometimes you harden yourself around those people, meaning that like, I tried not to be angry at, uh, at those closest people to you, because it's like, you never know what can happen. You know what I'm saying? When you're not there, but, but at the same time, it, it, it takes away the, the genuineness of your relationship with them because you're not really being yourself, man. Like you're kind of appeasing everything about them just because you want that relationship, if that makes sense. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like, you know, to, to be in somebody's life is so valuable sometimes in your mind in prison that you take away from who you genuinely are just to have that accessibility. And I think that's what I did. And, and in my own, you know, if I'm, if I'm thinking out loud in my own situation. And so, yeah, man, like those relationships, they're, they're just, they're valuable. And so, you know, that hardening part, that hardening aspect, you have to be able to take that down when you get out of prison. You know, you have to be able to uh, kind of chip away at that man and allow yourself to be vulnerable 
And um, I think I did it. I mean, I think I mean I'm I'm here on on the podcast talking about it. So I think there's there's some there's some growth there. But uh, yeah, man, these 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 are these are real elements that people go through in life. You know, uh, for somebody that you know went to prison, got out, and all that shit. I know there's plenty of people that go through that shit, man. You know, I yeah. see it. I, I've seen. I've watched story. I watch other people's stories all the time, man. Like uh, you know, um. YouTube and all that shit. And, and I see other people's stories all the time. It's actually, it, it's pretty cool how prevalent um, <clears throat> creating this kind of platform is, has become. Now, do I agree with all the people that are on there? Obviously, you know, I feel like a lot of this shit is phony. You know what I mean? A lot of this shit is fake and it's, and it's about obviously getting numbers up and, and all that shit. And, and I could have approached it like that, man. Like I could have came out and been a super controversial type of figure you know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, I, I know that's, that's what, that's what makes ratings and all that shit, man. But, uh, that wouldn't, that would be me not being me, you know what I mean? Right. And, but I, but I think that's, you know, that's one thing I do, you know, I do watch and I see like, yeah, there's a lot of like I, phony shit, you know, some of them, some of the stories are super cool. I like them. I like, I like to watch like redemption shit, you know? Um, but naturally you get caught up in some of the other shit too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get caught up you know, watching and scrutinizing and criticizing. And I'm like, damn, man, am I hating? Like, no, I'm not hating. If, if you know the truth, it's not really hating. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when people talk, like, you know, the biggest one is like Sammy the Bull, right? Like I listen to his his podcast sometimes, or I listen to like what he says. I give the dude all the credit. Like he came out and found a niche and created a crazy following. You know what I'm saying? And um, and all bullshit aside, he's a good storyteller. You know what I'm saying? And he really lived a lot of crazy shit. You know, so I don't take that away from him at all. But what I don't like is just the lying element of it. Like I feel like he's interesting enough to where he doesn't need to lie, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like maybe maybe he his maybe his personality well ran a little dry. I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like, um, and maybe I'm a little bit biased, man, you know, but I, I don't like how he like, uh, you know, he talks about like the twins, the Flores twins, you know, maybe I'm biased because I, you know, they're, they're my friends, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so, um, but, but also at the same time I was there. And so I know the, the relationship that, that they had, that those guys had, you know what I'm saying? Between each other, you know, because I had a close relationship with, you know, one of the twins when I was in there. And so I, I just, I, I don't like that. Like why lie about shit? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, wh- you know, why bring shit up? That's not true. You know? Um, and I feel like he does that a lot. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's petty, you know, even some other guys that, that claim to know those guys that claim to know the twins, you know, they use that, they use that name or notoriety to try to boost themselves up. And it's like, a lot of these people have interesting lives, interesting stories anyway. Like, why do you need to bash somebody else or talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody else that in a, in a false way, like that's not really, really true. You know, like I, I know, I know for sure the truth in, in, in a lot of the shit. And it's like, damn, man, like why even your platform, you got a million followers, whatever the hell, like, what do you need to bash these dudes for a couple more views? You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's how they get all those followers is because they do shit like that, you know, and because so unfortunately, that's the game, huh? yeah, unfortunately, a truly authentic story is only interesting to a certain amount of people before you have to start reaching to <laughs> obtain more listeners, you know, and it, it, everything you just said just kind of reminds me of like this whole, there's a Jeffrey Dahmer TV show on Netflix and the show's great, but it's, if you read up, if you watch a show, you read up on Jeffrey Dahmer, the story is complete. I mean, there's elements of truth in there, but it's for the most part, just like made up. (laughs) And it's like Mm. Jeffrey Dahmer Mm. is a pretty, I think a lot of people would be very interested in the actual story of Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't understand why you have to make up like, for instance, in the TV show, there's, there's a neighbor that supposedly at some point in time eats 
a sandwich that Jeffrey Dahmer gives them, which might have been a, made out of human meat <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but if you read into it, like, that did happen. The person didn't actually eat the sandwich, but in the TV show, he does eat, the person does eat the sandwich. That person is also this other character that didn't live anywhere near Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's just like, they did all this stuff where it's kind of true, but it's like, they changed it all around just to make it work better for television. And I'm like, why would you do right, that? Right. You know? And, and that's could be very much a lot of like what a lot of these people are doing with whatever YouTube podcast, whatever they have. And I think that's a shame because I think you're losing what, what is so powerful about podcasting. People want to hear the real story, you know? So. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly, know? man. Like, like, and then, um, yeah, it's just like, it's like putting poison out there, man. It's like, what the hell? Like why, Yeah, you know, and, and part of it. Okay. Like I'm, I can tell a little bit of the story real quick because it's, it's, a, it's in the public. Like it's on this dude's, whatever his podcast, whatever the hell it is. But so he tells a story about, you know, like he had a situation basically where, um, he was in prison with, with, with twin. Right. And, um, which is P there was a situation where basically they all went to the hole mm -hmm. and he's making it seem like it was for some other bullshit. Like it was some, some deals that he had did or whatever, some portraits. I don't know. He'd be making up so many damn lies. It's, it's hard sometimes to really keep up with him, but he mentions like a Spanish kid in there. And, and, um, and there's like a story that, Basically, they were going to try to, they were going to try to, um, rob twin, you know, and that's the real story right now. I'm not, I won't get into all the details and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because once again, it's not really my story, but that's basically the premise of it. You know what I mean? How they were going to do it, who they were going to do it to and all that shit. That's really relevant, but that was the premise. And basically one of the people that got wind of it told about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, hello, you're in a cooperation unit what the hell you think is going to happen? Somebody told about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why Sammy tries to say like, Oh, that little twin told on him about some, you know what I mean? Like it, nah, it was, it was, it was way bigger than that. And they were on some shisty shit. And that's why I think that's why he tried to change the narrative is because he don't want to look like a piece of shit. Like, bro, you're old as shit. You're, you're in prison and you're trying to rob somebody. Like, come on, bro. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, really? And then how it's just it's just a, it's just dumb, and so um, but the story is the story is is it's funny how they paint the narrative and make it different and make it like like you said like a almost like a movie script you know what I'm saying almost like it's it's right. it's a drama, and so exactly. yeah you're right man that's that's a hundred percent what it is it's all about it's all about drama and and you know what man I think I think that's one thing that's good about our 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 platform here man that gives us credibility is that is that uh, you know, we don't, we just keep it real, man. We just keep it flat and honest about situation, you know what I mean? And, and regarding everything and everybody, you know, um, we've had, you know, the couple guests that come on, they just keep it real about their situation. There ain't no fluff, you know what I mean? And uh, I think that's, what, you know, that's one, that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing about us. It gives us some notoriety going forward as we bring people on. Just goes to show like, you know, these people are just real people, man. Just honest people. People that have been through situations, they're not looking for no clout. They're not looking for none of that shit. They're just trying to spread a message. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and uh, because that's ultimately what it comes down to, man. You know, we talked about this before. <clears throat> I could have been trying to fluff myself up and been on all these different platforms and doing all that shit, but that's just not me, man. That wasn't my intention when I started this, you know? Uh, and so, um, yeah, I just think, I think there's, there's, there should be some appreciation there for the authenticity. All right. Now I'll just add to that, that, that like, I think that's what this platform should all be about is the authenticity. And, and I do think it, it kills me that so much media is not that where they're changing stories around to make them more appealing to people and stuff like that. And that's just a crying shame because if I want to watch a convincing story of a gang member, somebody make up a story and tell it to me. But if I want to hear a real story of a gang member, I want it to be the re real story, not 
the story taken and modified to make it as exciting as possible, you know? So, right, right. Yeah, that's and that's true. And I think that know. that would probably happen in any, you know, major motion picture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason, they took my story, they would make it, you know, they would condense it down into two hours and, you know, it'd probably be and they'd probably nothing close your- to the truth. They would tell you that your name couldn't be Birdo because, you know, like let viewers don't like that name or something, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. That's how it would yeah. be. So, all right. So what we have to look forward to is we're going to be hopefully trying to get a lot more guests on hearing a lot more stories, very similar to your story. So hopefully yeah. we can make that happen this year. Um, we got yes. some... We've got some equipment issues to work out with before that'll become a reality, but hopefully we'll get that hammered out in the next week. So. Yeah, it happens. It just shows that we're real people, man. We're real yeah. people. <laughs> See, we're relatable, man. I think, I think you know, it's easy, man. It's easy for people that listen to the podcast, you know, because, you know, if I'm being honest, like, not that my family lives in dinosaur times, but I have some family members that aren't really like hip to being on their phone and podcasts and all that shit. And so- when they hear about it, they're like, how do I get that? Or how do I do that? Or whatever, what do I got to get? And it's, um, you know, it, it, and it makes them in their mind think that we're, we're some major, um, you know, like podcasting corporation or something like, nah, we're just two guys in a spare room, like yeah. with a computer and some headphones, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it, man. You know? So we're just, uh, we're dealing with, with all the, uh, the regular elements of regular people, man. We don't have a tech guy. Eric's the tech guy and <laughs> he's my tech guy. That's the problem. Like I'm in Arizona and he's my tech guy and he's in half. He's up there. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so it makes it challenging. So yeah. So yeah, we're just regular Joes, you know? And, and just always remember it doesn't get any more authentic than that. Right. <laughs> you know, hundred percent. So, so when you hear the dog shuffling in the background, that's because we're just real people. And one of us has dogs in the background. <laughs> so, yep. more, so. More, more than likely it's me. <laughs> so, all right. With that, we can wrap this episode up unless you got anything else you want to talk about, Berto? Nope. That's good. Um, as always, you know, I ask everybody to support the Patreon page. We appreciate everything a hundred percent. You know, the, uh, obviously the movement, is uh is all on us you know what i mean um but the people that do go on there and show their support that way you know i just want to just always give them a shout out man because that they go the extra mile so i appreciate them but uh with that we can wrap this episode up we again like as Berto said we do have the patreon patreon.com slash normalized crime and if you do have any questions comments anything along that line we have normalized crime at gmail.com that you can reach out to and we will be back next week with another with a Patreon episode in two weeks with a regular episode. We thank everybody for tuning in. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Normalized Crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.